I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis, and I'm joined by my BFF, my BFFFF, Mr. Wrestle Talk. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. How the devil are you? I'm doing good. I was going to ask, how are you feeling? Because you know, Chopper Pete, Mr. Chopper, Corporate Chopper, but he got a bit, got a bit in a mood. Then he on Tuesday on the roar of you. He was a grumpy chopper. And then he, he he's doing the Luke detector test at the end of this episode uh, yeah. to, to, to try and expose you as being Luke Owen, which you're 100% definitely not. I know that. The Twitter bio knows that on your Twitter bio. I just, yeah, I don't, don't know what's gotten into that little scamp. I don't know what's going on with him either. But you know what? It's fine. I'm going to prove today that I am not Luke Owen. I am just 100% Mr. WrestleTalk. And I am going to be your best friend and everything's going to be fine. So that will be happening at the end of the podcast. If you want to, I don't know, if, if you're not into that bit, you can just you know use the little forward 30 second button to get to the actual outro portion of this podcast. But before we get to that, oh boy, what an episode of AEW oh. Dynamite for us to dive into today. Kicking off with... That main event, the parking lot brawl between the best friends and Santana and Ortiz. So looking forward to this episode. Here it is. ring wrestling wise one of the best episodes they've ever done the main event a street fight between best friends and santana and ortiz a lot of people are calling one of the best matches in AEW history nay one of the best matches of the year it was that good i'm mr davis i'm joined by mr wrestle talk by the end of this show we will have done a luke detector test by chopper pete by corporate mr chopper to see if mess mr wrestle talk really is luke owen 
I don't believe it. I don't believe Cannot. it, Mr. Russell. Talk. Absolutely not. That's because you're 100 not, Luke. No, you've seen my Twitter bio. I read it in the Twitter bio. But first off, before we get into the full play-by-play review of Dynamite, let's talk about this incredible main event. It is quite unique in that it is an un- essentially an undercard blood feud. That's what yes. it is. Like, and, and that's not a slight at Santana, Ortiz, and best friends. It's more of a praise of how deep and fleshed out AEW's roster is. And that even in their tag division, they have upper card, mid card, undercard. So I would oh, say yeah. this is probably a mid card tag division feud, which overall lumps it around the under to mid card of the show overall. It got the main event slot and it caps off what has been about a month long story, a month long build. Initially, it was Santana and Ortiz trashing Trent's mum Sue's car. This is sports entertainment, people. This is pro wrestling. It's a feud based upon one group of nasty boys trashing a group of good boys' mum's car. And they've had matches back and forth. They've had a few angles in larger matches like the Casino Battle Royale. But this was the payoff, a street fight, main event with cars in a circle surrounding them. Vibes of, was it the John Cena-Eddie Guerrero match from SmackDown? Yeah, I think that's the one. And they aimed to trash every single one of those cars with their bodies. Oh my, they were throwing themselves into so many different things. It was just like, oh, this car's only got a little bit of damage to it. Should we we change that? Should we just throw ourselves into that one as well? I think we could probably, if we try hard enough, we could blow out the back window. Yeah, and, and like, oh, okay, we put ourselves through the bonnet, through the trunk, through the top, through the windscreen. Well, that's set a table up on it, so we can go through that too. Just honestly, so apparently, because this was a pre-taped episode of Dynamite, they're still doing those batched fortnightly tapings for AEW at the moment for COVID-related reasons, means you're not having so much travel going on. You effectively cut your travel in half because people fly in to tape shoot two shows back-to-back, one live, one taped. And as has been the case that a lot of people have picked up on, over the last six months, the tape shows on average are so much better than Mm -hmm. the live ones. And last week's live show was pretty damn good as well as a sort of soft reset for the new season of AEW following all out. But this one, despite being filmed in advance, it was all shot last Thursday, this match, probably because everyone needs at least two weeks to recover from the punishment they took. This was done in one take. This wasn't a stitched together cinematic style match. They filmed this match in real time. Yeah, and it's. I think you can tell that in the match as well because it doesn't feel stilted. It doesn't feel like they're just going from, okay, we've done this bit here. Now let's go and do this bit here. Let's make this look a bit more brutal. Let's do a retake of that bit there. It just feels, and I think it almost feels organic as well because there's that moment when they do, I think it's the suplex on top of the car that blows out that back window where it always feels like, oh, I don't think that was supposed to blow out actually because the commentator is just like, oh my God, they just blew out the back window <laughs> of that car. It was amazing. My favorite spot of this though came really early in the match which was when they put Ortiz under what we would call the bonnet, uh, the hood of the car, I suppose. And they so they put him under the bonnet, right? And they close the bonnet lid onto him and then do a pair of sentons off the top of the car onto the boot and like crush Santana. 
that's God, that must have really hurt mate like <laughs> it's gonna sound like really stupid to say but that must have really hurt i don't know how yeah because most times you think it's gonna hurt the person doing the move the most like you take the brunt of that punishment but with a scent on if it's done right you kind of glaze off the person right and then you land mm-hmm. on your on your feet ortiz is sandwiched between the boots. His leg was sticking out the boot, which means the yeah. lid of the boot, the trunk, what, or the hood, whatever you want to call it, is going to ram right into his leg. This is when Vinnie Jones smashes someone's head in with the car door in Lockstock or Snatch. They're all one it film, really. <laughs> it's all one film. They're the same film. So yeah, yeah I, 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 there was that spot. There was just suplexes on cars. There was a great bit where I think it was Trent was laid out by Ortiz on the top of the car and quick as a whip, Santana is on the top of a larger car to do a frog splash on him. Just breakneck speed through everything. The sickest bit for me was when Trent took a double powerbomb into the windscreen. And, you know, that that's that's got to suck anyway. And the windscreen goes in. And I've I've had a, a windscreen or two replaced in my time, just through a much smaller, tinier dent, and they're made in a way where there's not so much shatter. That's that's the whole point of windscreens. But even with that, Trent peeled himself off this broken glass, and oh. his back was shredded with glass gross. all up in it. Absolutely gross. But like, credit to him, man. Absolute credit to him because, I mean, it's the sort of match that I don't think Chopper would have got on board with, particularly out, you know, when you did the ECW um, one night stand review with him and he spent the entire time watching going like, oh, well, don't get hurt too much. Oh, no, it's too real. (laughs) So this is an interesting point because there are hardcore matches. There's many kinds of hardcore matches. This was really effective, I think, in that it was a hardcore match that the majority of people are going to enjoy. It didn't yeah. have, it had dangerous stuff in, but it didn't have like unprotected chair shots to the head. It didn't have Darby Allen with thumbtacks on a skateboard, shred, you know, the, the sort of more visceral stuff. Well, I think you were going to say Darby Allen being thrown in a body bag that's got thumbtacks into it. That stuff as well. It's like all of this stuff was going to suck the next day. But it wasn't stuff that was like, it's all dangerous, of course, but the degrees of dangerousness is a bit safer than stuff that personally takes me out of the action because I'm, yeah. then I'm, I'm scared for the performers rather than being swept up in the, in the quite escapist violence. And it's, it's not like the sort of stuff that would put off friends of mine, like the paper cut on the tongue. Yeah. Safest thing in the world. You're not actually doing that. But the idea of it gets under people's skin so much they go away, they turn it off. I thought this was the perfect balance of over-the-top violence that would me- that would appeal to quite a lot of people. Yeah. The other spot I wanted to talk about as well, and it's actually was pointed out by um, Harry in the comments, that hammer throw could have gone so horribly wrong. There's a point in this match where Santana just throws this sledgehammer. At, I can't remember if it was Trent or, uh, Trent or Chuck who had to duck out of the way so it would like poof, smack into this, um, you know, into the car. Wonderfully, a callback to the attack on Sue's mum's car. Like that's, you know, that's one of the things they did to sort of end off that segment was throwing the sledgehammer through it. But you're absolutely right. Like a second early, it would have looked too staged and too dubbed. 
a second too late, and you get a sledgehammer in the face. Like it was, I mean, it that, horribly wrong. That's not the way you use a sledgehammer. That could hurt someone. <laughs> You've got to cover it with your hand and then put it into the car. Uh, just a, it was it was a fantastic match. I really hope. Oh, Trent and Trent out of all of them, AEW seem to be very high on. They've been pushing him forever in quite a steady building way. Um, Chucky e. T's fantastic, but surely, 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 our boys Santana and Ortiz have got to get more of a look in now. They're one of the best tag teams in a company full of excellent tag teams. Why are they not higher up? This time last year, they debuted all out. And they were, yeah. you know, they were that huge deal. They were going to have the big young bucks feud at the start, but it just they never went that way with the tag division. It's really. I saw someone uh, posted up about this. Said that this show felt like a massive fu from AEW to their critics. It's like, oh, FTR are overrated. Oh, you don't give women any time in their matches. Oh, you treat Santana and Ortiz like jokes. He said, and really, this final image sums it up, which is just. <laughs> It's Sue, because after the match, Trent's mum picks them up in the minivan and she flips the bird to Santana and Ortiz while she's driving away. Yeah, we should actually talk about the finish of the match as well. Mm. We haven't even talked about that yet. Well, that, you know, that's the actual, that's the only bit I, I wasn't so hot on. It was fine, but I kind of, so what happened was Orange Cassidy emerges from a, the, the, the boot of the car, the, trunk whatever trunk, you americans believe, call America, it yeah americans call it trunks and he superman punches santana with a chain wrapped around his fist that's enough to turn the momentum the other way the best friends win celebrate with orange cassidy he's their best friend i'm sure sue has had them all round for cereal and sandwiches makes sense that orange would jump in to defend her honor too however this match was so good and the guys mm. involved took so much punishment I just wanted it to be between them. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, they set it up last week when LAX beat down Orange Cassidy. So I like that there was some payoff to that. But like you, I agree. Like, I would have preferred this if it was just between Santana and Ortiz and the best friends, as opposed to Cassidy being involved in this as well. But you know what? I, I loved the match. You loved the match. But why not to take just our words for it? I mean, here's what Mick Foley had to say mm. about the match. Hey. Nope. Hey everyone, it's Mick Foley with just a few follow-up thoughts on that outstanding parking lot brawl. It's one thing I always wanted to do. I always wanted to have a big match in a parking lot, maybe on a pay-per-view. I remember pitching the idea uh, for me and Vader in particular at the Omni because the Omni had this really cool underground parking lot structure and I thought it would lend itself to an incredible match. But I'm going to be honest... Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to tell you what I could have done any better than those guys did. That was just an outstanding match. I know it sounds crazy to say they were safe <laughs> because there was <laughs> abrasions and bruises, and I know everybody's going to be feeling that one for a while, but they were as safe as they could be under the circumstances. The uh, offense was really innovative. Uh, all this stuff looked great, and it was, uh, and it was fun as well. Uh, so not the type of match you should have very often, but if you are going to do it, you might as well go all out, and all four of those guys did. So really, really well done. Two thumbs way up from the hardcore legend. Have a nice day. There you go. I 
I, I can't see wrestlers in that environment now. I'm not thinking they're doing a cameo for me. <laughs> that that Was that a cameo for us or was that just what he posted to Twitter? That's just what he posted on Twitter. Were you expected <laughs> to go like, and Lewis Dangor? Yeah. And jam thank that you. Jam. <laughs> you suck, Ollie. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, sit seal of approval from Mick there. Very you know, weighty words from the hardcore legend. Uh, there's been a, because it's, it's been so well received this match, rightly so. Cause it's just, it's what, it's like pro wrestling at some of its finest escapism. And Dave Meltzer has been reporting that Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn were behind a lot of the spots. Oh, really? That's I cool. kind of. Do you know what? You, uh, it's only because we did the all in pay per view uh-huh. for, for the Patreon podcast that I've. Was, Jerry Lynn, you know, has been working with AEW since day one, but he's not a name you hear a lot of. Like him. Do you know the other one? Malenko is the other name you don't really hear a lot of. It's like, you know, it's the backstage role. Mm. Of course, the guys in the match as well had a lot to do with the spots, their ideas. But yeah, just uh, a, a great end to an absolutely stonking episode. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Do you like quizzes? 
Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzlemania, brought to you by Parts Funknown, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Funknown's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons. Right, so thank you to our wonderful Pledge hammers on Patreon, $25 a month or more. Always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Yeah, he is. Vito Ventura, pet detective. Thank you. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Nice, very good. You'll never get this name right, you <laughs> idiots. Matthew Zimjewski. I'll take that. Wrong. Marcus, he's got Soul Campbell. It's a football joke. Yeah. Thank you, Andy, for that one. Have a glass of sherry, Martell J. Simmons. Good nice. work, Chopper Pete. That's a good one. The Harbinger. Doom Lion. Or is it the Harbinger? I don't know. Harbinger. Yeah. Still, deep pop, lovely stuff. <coughs> Colin McLean, uh, than Finn Balor. I thought I put a pause in there to make sure it's lean, not cleaner. Yeah, yeah. He's so lean, though. Infinite yeah. Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Absolutely. Master of the Some Kind of Mallet, the lunatic, John Moxley's Fringe. Thank you. Groovy, Dylan Powers. Yeah. Oh, groovy, baby. Yay, capitalism. And the second coming, Kev <clears throat> Jr. Thank Fun you, everyone. I, for years, thought that John Moxley's, you know, they called him the lunatic fringe. I thought they were talking about his hair. And I was like, what's so crazy about that man's hairstyle that they had to name an entire character around it? And it was my friend that pointed out, no, lunatic fringe is, is, a, is a common phrase. And I was like, oh, okay. I am a dumb. He also had a fringe, though. That is definitely that, behind. That, yeah, the, right? Yeah, it definitely contributes to it. No way Vince is me. seeing him. Well, no, it's, it is a saying, but also definitely played a part christopher jazzcat trent's mum is hardcore jobber yeah, jt look at her <laughs> jobber jtj496 mr davis's number one fan my prediction nwa and aew will combine their women's division to boost the star power parking lot fight was insane my twin says hi mr wrestletook hello juba um yeah i mean I, I, we, obviously we're gonna get uh thunder rosa sticking around for a little bit clearly building to uh thunder rosa shida too so you know that that's that's quite a good thing um but yeah maybe we'll get even more of the nw because billy corkin said i'm not I'm not gonna hold you hostage you know it's not gonna be a lucha underground situation if you need to go work elsewhere absolutely go work elsewhere i think longer term just make nwa that that new hour of programming AWNWA. Uh, and then you can have Nick Aldis, you can have Thunder Rosa, all those great people on that promotion crossover into AEW. James Storm. 
Yeah, James Storm, absolutely. I mean, funny enough, we've actually got a mailbag question in tomorrow's magazine show that pitches almost that exact thing. Was it mm. you that, that sent no, that mailbag no. question in? I just, I've just got great ideas falling out of me. Uh, House of Fjord, AEW game needs to use the Street Fighter Car Smash Challenge for their game. <laughs> yeah, because they've announced like, well, they haven't announced yet, but they uh, WrestleNomics um, revealed that they have, uh, <laughs> that they've put trademarks in for like what appears to be like a mobile management game it's like called mm. elite gm or something could be a sort of uh what's it called fantasy league thing they talked about that a while ago that was my first thoughts i will do a few more on the women's division Dwayne cooley what a freaking show i could have used another five minutes of the women's match but i heavily enjoyed the whole show yeah i really enjoyed that match actually i thought it was terrific I watched a feed that had all of the action, so no shrink oh, screen stuff. So I, I I thought it had the right amount of time. Uh, sometimes you, you feel like it misses it when it goes into the ad break. Jazz Cat again, Christopher Jazz Cat. Love Ivelisse, love Thunder Rosa. So, so chemistry. Hmm, interesting. It's a different take. I like it. It was slightly robotic at the start, um, but I thought they, they gelled together really well after that. Uh, Rangers mayhem. I guess my prediction from last week of a Rosa Shida trilogy might happen. Might as well bring Billy Corgan to add another level to this story. Or just, you know, get him on Zoom or something to uh, to have a chat rather than mm. just get him on the phone. Be like, hello, I am Billy Corgan. Uh, right, so let's do the play-by-play -play review of AEW Dynamite. The opening match was Jurassic Express versus FTR. Hell of a way to kick things off. But before then, the Young Bucks just walked down into the ring and super-kicked referee Mike Posey and walked off backstage and preemptively threw a wad of cash at Tony Khan in the producer's position because they, find, they were fined five grand last week for doing the same to Marvez. Now, this is something I do want to bring up from the, uh, the the podcast that you and Corporate Chopper did last week, where you said that you didn't feel that AEW really made a big deal out of the you know them attacking Marvez. I thought they wouldn't shut up about it. Like they just like it felt like every two minutes they were talking about it. I've listened to the podcast, being like, did we watch a different show or something? I th I felt they were really hammering home the points. I so I guess there's saying stuff on commentary. You know, there's I, I would say that's talking the talk. And I suppose the fine is a little bit of the walk, but for Marvez to, you know, he he's not a beloved figure backstage, but he's not an active wrestler. So like, why why isn't someone going up to the Young Bucks and saying that was too far? I get I I, I felt like no one cares that they're and and the referee thing sort of had the similar thing. I think I just think AEW are missing a trick and missing out on some extra heat by not having other wrestlers be annoyed at the more more annoyed with the bucks for taking out just civilians essentially surely that's like one of the worst things you can do to offend a babyface yeah i mean unless they were attacking fans of course but yeah mm. like i think attacking marvez backstage but i i i've really thought that they were like really hammering home the point like i thought the commentary got it over quite well to the point where i thought they overegged the pudding a little bit to be like i cannot believe that they did that i've never seen this side of the bucks before so i thought they i actually if anything i thought they handled it worse this week where it was just like they super kicked the referee and then they were like new refs here now so uh it's all fine lads it they is threw, intriguing though 
Yeah, it is intriguing. I'm I'm excited to see it pay off. But the match next was Jurassic Express versus FTR, and non-title match. And they FTR worked over Jungle Boy for a while. Uh, all built, of course, to one of the sweetest things in pro wrestling, a Luchasaurus hot tag. The whole thing breaks down. Everyone's going at it. Jungle Boy gets about 15 near falls with roll-ups. But Luchasaurus, he's, he's done this twice now, dived outside over the barricade because he misses, I think it was Cash Wheeler, wipes mm-hmm. out 10 people because he's so big. And that allows FTR to reverse a roll-up on Dax, and then Cash held Dax's arm to hold Jungle Boy down. FTR win. Absolutely brilliant character work in this as well, because this was, you know, Jungle Boy getting those constant near falls. And they set up at the start of this match as well that, you know, if Jurassic Express pin FTR, that's going to put them in line for a title shot. So all the while in your head you're thinking, Ara, I wonder if this is going to be excuse me, that's some matcha burps there from a T. Um, whether this is going to be Jungle Boy pinning FTR to set up that tag match, you know, on the anniversary show or whatever it is. But it's also, you know, from last week in the tag team celebration thing where they were like, we're the best tag team on the planet. We do actual wrestling. You're a dinosaur douchebag and all this sort of stuff. And then what does it come down to the actual match? They had to bloody cheat to win because this young upstart was likely going to beat them at some point because he really, it felt like Jungle Boy had their number in the final sequence of this match. So I really enjoyed the character work in here, loved the storytelling. And oh, FTR are great, man. They're such like, they look great. And them being out there with Tully just looks even better. I, I, you know, Tully and Sean were grand and all, but Tully and FTR makes sense. When when Dax and Cash first saw each other as Scott and Dash, uh, do you think they looked at each other and were like, "We've got exactly the same body types. This is going <laughs> to go so well for us." They just they oh, look no, like I, I'm going to argue against this. Oh no, yeah, no. you really and like Ca- Cash. <laughs> Cash Cash Wheeler has got the best body in professional wrestling. But He's also, why does he is tall? But they've got a similar, like, sort of stockiness, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Not yeah. the exact kind of body types. Uh, but, yeah, really, really well worked. Uh, I, I love this match. And Jungle Boy is beaten a lot. And mm. he... But but it's it's booked in a way where he feels like he's just storing up energy for that eventual meteoric rise to the top. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a hell of a feat, to, to not make people think, oh, he's being buried. Oh, they passed it now. He needs to get a win. It's still good. It's going to say it's the complete op- op- opposite. Try that again. The complete opposite trajectory of MJF. Whereas MJF has won, you know, all of his matches. Jungle Boy's losing all of his matches. And yet somehow neither of them are, you know, neither of them feel not over. Both of them are still like really over. And like, you know, the crowd bloody love Jurassic Express because... They are a team, whenever they are announced for TV, I really look forward to their next match because I love Jungle Boy. And I absolutely adore Luchasaurus. So yeah, I, uh, I'm i a big, big fan of this team. And there is there's a bright spot for, for old Jungle Boy uh, down the line. Matt Hardy was shown taken out backstage. Private party are like, I didn't see what happened. And Matt's like, oh, I didn't see what happened either. And then Chris Jericho and Jake Hager walk in, Jericho holding a bat and go yep. and just laugh at Matt, really. Uh, after that, that, that will pay off later in their match. After that, we got another great match. Like, this Kaz versus Hangman Page, singles match. Awesome. 
and then add an extra layer on top of it with Kenny Omega on commentary, sort of putting himself over, saying he would team with Paige again if there was a tag title shot on the line, but yeah. also kind of kind of niggling away at Paige and his efforts. There was an amazing line in this where he t- he reveals this was offered to him as a tag match. It was the, the match that was proposed was Omega and Page versus SCU. And Omega turned that down, which is why it ended up being Page versus Kazarian. And one of the reasons why Kenny has turned that match down, it's not for the titles. So not re- I'm not a tag team guy anymore. I'm, I'm on a singles run. I said this last week. I'm, I'm now trying to go for the singles run. But there's still like pages almost like holding on to this dream of them being a tag team again. Yeah, I thought this was not only was this a great match. Page looked so great. Kazarian looked incredible in this match. Like, And he looked brilliant during the Battle Royal as well, Um, you know, uh, at, at All Out. There's just... It's so, so great. But I, oh man, the character work from Omega in this was brilliant because they were com- commentators were really putting over the humidity in Florida is nuts. And it's so difficult to wrestle in this level of humidity because you start sucking the air very, very quickly and you just start getting really sweaty. That's when mistakes start to get made. Sorry if I keep feel, feel like I'm hitting my microphone or rub my beard against it. I cannot see with this mask. Like it is, uh, my depth <laughs> of field is, is really thrown off. Um, but there's a point when, uh, um, he does the the pump handle like Death Valley driver to Kazarian, and he doesn't get the pin. And Omega goes like, he's running out of offense. I've seen this in Page before. He's he's running out of offense there. Oh, if, if you want, you can take the mask off, man. Oh yeah, yeah but it's comfy though, isn't it? You know, it's 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 you know. Hey, dude, you told me you need a gimmick to get over, brother. So got okay. my gimmick to get okay. over. The offer's there. Yeah. Um, but yet, yeah, just I, I echo everything you've you've just said. Uh, and double put over Kaz because he's going to be the part missed in this. Omega's oh, yeah. great on commentary. He's got the story with Paige. Paige looks awesome. Paige's subtle glances every now and again over to Kenny like a longing puppy. Oh, it's heartbreaking. But in the, you know, underneath all this is Kaz being bloody awesome. It's uh, just like Christopher Daniels, excellent wrestler. Just don't really see it that much because. He's he's sort of at the other end of his career as opposed to these people who are at the start. I love the there was a counter of a buckshot lariat when Hangman Page starts to flip over, slingshot over the ropes, and Kaz just turns it into a cutter. Really, really, really good match. And if it wasn't for the street fight, this is my match of the night. Yeah, completely agree. And like that, the teasers of the end of like they were set up for the buckshot at the end. You know, Paige, Paige is in the right position for it. Kaz is basically in the right position to take it. But they just worked and worked and worked these reversals and counters to really build up the anticipation of Paige hitting that buckshot. And you're absolutely right. Kazarian <clears throat> is going to get completely lost in this because I'm about to stop talking about him because I want us to talk about the post match. <laughs> I feel really bad about this because he's so good. I loved him in TNA and I loved his work in Ring of Honor as well. But this post match, because he hits the buckshot and he gets the win. Kenny Omega instantly is just like, thank you very much, gentlemen. It was really nice being out here for commentary. Uh, I'll, I'll see you later. Puts the headset down and he just walks to the back. And Paige turns around to see his friend, you know, his former tag team champion partner, looking to see him there at commentary. But he's just missed that he's already walked to the back. Oh, oh. It's, it's heart- heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And it's like... That, nothing gets me more than than two friends who obviously love each other, tag team champions, 
slowly destroying their friendship like that. It's oh. home. It's home. After that, we got MJF coming out uh, for a match. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'm in for an MJF match. He squashes Sean Dean in seconds, just pulls him down into the salt of the earth armbar and makes him tap. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's a promo. <laughs> and then, you know, he gets <laughs> the mic, cuts a great MJF promo, uh, called out Moxley for cheating at All Out. And now everyone has to call him the undefeated, undisputed, uncrowned champion of AEW. Just great stuff from AEW booking-wise because this is a guy who lost his first major pay-per-view match for the championship, yet he now feels more legit. Because because he's he's saying that he's he should have won. And you know he's got an argument for it. Moxley had the paradigm shift banned. Uh but and it completely helps as well that he won that match in like a matter of seconds, you know, to really like, like legitimize how tough and good this guy is in the ring at winning matches. But there's also the small part of uh the 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 tease in this promo mm-hmm. and that was MJF has recognized to get success around here you have to be in a faction. And that's all he yeah. really says. And he walks off. So yeah. who would you put in MJF's faction? But Or is he going to join a pre-existing faction? You want to put him in the... Oh, it doesn't, I don't think he's in the Four Horsemen, mate. No, with FTR like think? that. No. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to like instantly poo-poo the idea. Yeah. But it's but like when I think of like the groups that are at the moment, like that one of the things about MJF is that he doesn't feel like he does fit in any group. And I wonder if that's the story they're going to run with is that he doesn't. No one like wants him. him. <laughs> he certainly doesn't fit in with Kingston's, you know, bunch of lads. Mm. He certainly doesn't fit in with Jurassic Express. Also hates Jungle Boy. The inner circle is about the only team where it feels like he does fit, but they're very much off doing their own thing. So yeah, I'm I'm very much intrigued by this. Uh, as you say, maybe it's going to be he's he's going to start his own faction. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the right move. If they're going to yeah. go down the faction path, it needs to be a new one. Because why would MJF? Why would his character play second fiddle like that? Uh, we get the return of oh, Taz's. I'm, I'm, oh. Unless he's going to like Rocky Maivia this and take over the group. Ooh, force uh, out the other leader. Then we got the return of Taz's brilliant video packages talking about the offense of Ricky Starks. What I love about this, I mean, I think it's great anyway, because like Taz breaking down how moves work, it just feels like really Mm. legit, feels like a proper like MMA style thing, which I really, really like. But I like it even more when he does it for his own members of Team Taz, because he's just like, this move is the best. And when he does it to Darby (laughs) Allen, he's going to put him down because Darby Allen's a dick and I don't like him. After that, we got Eddie Kingston and the rest of Death Pentagon uh, kind of promo. Eddie Kingston, just fantastic promo. Uh, He's so captivating to listen to. And he's got three things to get over here. A, he didn't lose the Casino Battle Royale. They're still running with that. Um, B, families fight. And and Death Pentagon, they're not a faction. They're not a stable. They're a family. And, you know, that sort of puts my concerns to bed from last week where we were like, is this a Pentagon-Phoenix split just Mm -hmm. a few weeks after being together as a group? Or is it just a way to get over Eddie's leadership skills? And I think this clearly shows it was the former, so good move there. And point C, Blade, get your house in order. Yeah, and the comments were like, I don't know what what he's referring to there. And it's something that you and Corporate Chopper uh, mentioned last week, because they did mention that, you know, Ali 
you know, Blade's wife is off with another man at the moment with QT Marshall. And you said like, oh, that's a really weird thing to kind of point out because like in sort of a kayfabe world, that doesn't really work. And they've totally made it now make sense in this kayfabe world. It's Eddie King's telling him, it's like, you need to get your house in order. And so it feels like they are going to try. And so it, it sets them up for this tag feud against the natural nightmares. I still don't think it makes sense. No? Oh, no, okay. no. I thought you might be more on board. No, no. I think it's it's just they're retrofitting another failed Brandy storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. I did not think of this. It's a way to get Brandy Rhodes on TV. You're absolutely right. Of course it yeah. is. Or no, I, a way to repair a Brandy mistake, uh, I think. <laughs> It's you know that whatever this Ale- that butcher blade and the bunny were perfectly fine, and oh, yeah. then all of a sudden she's not called anymore. the bunny anymore. Ali Ali's flirting with Cutie Marshall. I thought, okay, so that's a plot by the butcher and the blade to infiltrate that nightmare family, have a match against Marshall and Rhodes. But then, you know, I get you know a lot of stuff gets a free pass at the moment because of COVID and plans changing and lockdown. Cutie. You know, publicly said he got COVID at one point, so maybe that called those things off. But it's clunky, and AEW mm. usually do better with it. I, I wasn't into it, but hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, they can tie that knot uh, together. Do you know what it is? Like, obviously, we'll sense. move on, fr- move on from this point. I just think Kingston's so good. He he makes me think storylines make sense and they work. Like, even when they don't, like, even when they don't really make a whole lot of sense, Kingston's very convincing in his promos. Makes me think they make sense. He's WWE's video editing department. <laughs> so that's what he is. Uh, next up, we got Private Party versus Inner Circle. Uh, Jake Hager and Chris Jericho, the mid the midlife crisis dads, as I'm now calling them. And they, this was kind of off of the back of the Matt Hardy beatdown earlier. I th- I'm surprised how much Private Party got in here. It was mostly working over Cassidy, but then <clears throat> he made the hot tag to Quen, and both of Private Party really took it to Hager and Jericho, and it was only sort of Hager cheating and Jericho hitting the Judas elbow to, to eke out a win. I-, I like. I hope they're telling the story of Jericho and Hager underestimating how tough it is to just transition into the tag division. I think that's exactly the story they're telling. And they've kind of picked like the perfect teams to tell this with sort of, you know, early doors. Um, This match felt like it was designed to make private party look really good in defeat. And I think, you know, to their credit, I think they really got that, that over. And I think the commentary did really well putting over the inexperience of private party here, because there were points when, you know, Quen and Cassidy would hit a big move and the commentary is saying, that's the time you go for the cover. Now's the time you go to the cover. But instead, they were going for another big move. And that's the inexperience that, that you know, eventually it's what cost them the match. Well, you know, that and Jericho and Hager cheating. Yeah. And afterwards, Quen actually stood up to Jericho. I can't remember what he hit him with, but he laid Jericho out. And Hager had to, kick, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hager had to carry Jericho out. So that was Pirate Party get the stand tall. Yeah, you, you lay. You don't often get to lay out Chris Jericho, and Chris Jericho sold it like he was completely unconscious. So, yeah, I I could see this feud developing maybe as a singles thing. I don't really know where they're going with the Jericho Hager act because the tag mm. division's so packed at the moment. Yeah. Uh, after that, from a very packed division to a division 
so unpacked their raid and another promotions talent. Thunder it's the Rosa of a, of a chopper piece stacked news. Yeah, Thunder Rosa took on Ivalice for the NWA Women's Championship. Yeah, it was a final match. Got a hell of a lot of time. Um, you know, compared to a lot of women's matches on Dynamite. Uh, I don't know if it was the best women's match they've had on Dynamite. Then it sucks that we have to have these sorts of conversations of just like, was it the best women's match they've ever had on this show? But, you know, hey, it is two weeks after a pay-per-view and it feels like we've already started a story over a title. So, mm. it, you know, sometimes <clears throat> baby steps sometimes. It's taken them a year and change to get to this point, but some baby steps are being taken, I guess. Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, it, I thought it got really good near the end, actually. A lot of near falls. I, Thunder Rosa is incredibly charismatic. Oh, yeah. uh, she's a star. So I, yeah, I hope she sticks around longer. And at the end of the match, uh, Diamante, Ivalice's sort of friend, got into the ring, attacked Thunder Rosa, and Shida made the save. And Shida picked up the NWA women's title and gave it to Rosa. And to me, that's like, oh, that's building to the next match for that title. And then yeah, you have the right. rubber match, hopefully with all the titles on the line. I was going to say for both titles. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. kind of the way I was figuring. Maybe you do like the, the NWA uh, championship match at the anniversary show on October 4th, I think it is, or, you know, early October. And then you do the unification, not the unification, but sort of like the, the title for title at um, Full Gear in mm -hmm. November. And then that's, you know, and that's quite a nice little trilogy of matches you can go there. Um, really puts over Shida as the champion, makes the titles feel important. So I think that that's pretty good. The, the one, my criticism I would have against this segment, though, is that Ivelisse and Diamante come out with these medals that look proper rubbish. Like the, the cup that they won for the tournament looked legit good. And then they come out here, not with the cup, but with these medals that look about as rubbish as the trophy emoji trophy, which, you know, was bought. Dirt it's prestigious. <laughs> that is prestigious. Uh, I, I've got a different gripe and it's, it's not a big one. It's just something that I picked up on. Shida was in the crowd, you know, the women's mm -hmm. champion. And one of the shots, great camera work as always by AW was over Shida's shoulder watching this match you know the whole story is told within a, a bit of framing really really smart stuff and i was so impressed with that shot that it made me think about things and i was like wait a second you never get the champions in the crowd oh yeah I was but just that is that, as well. that is a constant thing with the women's division it's always shida in the crowd or rio in the crowd watching on you would yeah. uh, this promote the, the promotion would not treat their men's champions the same way. It, it is it's a, shown in the crowd. It's a bit of a lazy way to tell stories. Um, Absolutely, yeah. No, Mox wouldn't be shown. FTR wouldn't. Brian Cage wouldn't be shown in the crowd. Jericho wouldn't have been shown in the crowd. Cody, Brody, like none of them <laughs> would have been shown in the crowd. Sometimes people are shown in the crowds, but if they are, it's in the stands with a manager. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, they're watching on their scouting. Like having yeah. a women's champion compared to how the all the other champions are presented to just be in there next to Pineapple Pete and Griff it's Garrison. So Luther, well, to be fair, he's a legend. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, th th this this was a good step, but let's not lose sight of the fact that it is one step of many. Oh yeah. Uh, after that, we got Miro. I wanted yeah, more. I wanted more. I, I mean, I want to see where this best man gimmick goes, but I suppose it's good they're, they're drawing it out longer. 
Miro is doing bench presses in the background with loads of weight racked up there. And Kip Sabian's just talking about how great Miro is. Miro pops up looking super pumped. Look at the pistons. And Miro's like, I'm going to destroy everyone. And Kip Sabian goes, we've got to have a bachelor party first. And Miro flashes huge grin and just like, yeah, we'll do that first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I know some people were down on Miro's debut last week. And uh, I was listening to a podcast today that were just like, what an embarrassing way to, to debut someone. Uh, in terms that. of like, set, you know, settling him in with this lower card thing. And then he takes the shots at, at WWE, this, that, and the other. I, I think it's quite fun. I think the best man as a wrestling character is quite fun. And this is very much like a short term thing. I don't think that they're going to be like running this. Also, it might just be me, but I'm not sure if this is meant to be a parody of the Lana wedding thing. It's like, is that what? Because some people said, like, it's clearly a shot at WWE for the dumb wedding storyline, but I didn't see it as that. I think that is there in the large context of stuff. But ultimately, like all of AEW stuff, they are putting story and character first over pettiness. Uh, you know, the Brody Lee stuff, I would say they've got character and story first then there is the underlying jabs at wwe and, and vince mcmahon as opposed to some other promotions that get lost sight with the pettiness and push that to the forefront it's also it's, it's a mafia parody not oh a, yeah it's sorry a yeah, yeah. what am i yeah, talking yeah. about um but yeah i'm excited to see where that goes in a, so this is the last segment of the night because then we got the the, the main event which we've already covered uh this was awesome so this the segment whole... ruled this segment absolutely ruled sorry i was really i was really <laughs> really worried though you were going to say i thought the segment was a bit rubbish because i was about to say like no dude this segment ruled loved it so we have a aew world championship match between john moxley and lance archer in a month's time at the 15th of october anniversary edition of aew dynamite and mm. to get there Next week, there's going to be a six-man tag. Lance Archer leading one team, John Moxley leading the other. Okay, whatever. I'm not massively into the title match. I'm, I'm certainly not massively into the six-man tag, but let's see where it goes. And I'll just, get, I'll just go through the whole segment briefly, and then we can give our thoughts. Lance Archer and Jake come out. Lance Archer kills someone at ringside. Jake says, well... I've got a proposition to make a business deal somewhat. Taz walks out and they agree on a deal where Brian Cage and Ricky Starks will be Lance Archer's tag partners with the proviso that when Lance wins the AEW title, Brian Cage gets the first shot. Great stakes. Great motivation. Then John Moxley appears in the stands to announce his tag team partners, but he's jumped by Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, dressed up as fans in the crowd. Although, how the hell do you hide Brian Cage? I don't they know. They managed it somehow, like because because they played off the all out thing where a fan tried to like run out and like, you know, touch John, don't do that, but tried to run out and like touch Moxley. So I, I legit thought, oh my God, it's happened again. Like, I. I got totally worked by this. And then when it revealed that it was, I was like, oh, of course, I'm an idiot. This is wrestling. And then to save Moxley, someone from the stands just out of shot runs up. It's Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. God damn it. I keep saying Luke Hobbs. Luke Hobbs. My mind goes to The Rock's character in Fast and Furious every freaking time. Luke Hobbs. No. Oh, my God. I didn't you even know that. 
Will Hobbs. <laughs> Will Hobbs runs up with a chair, fights them off, looks badass. And all of a sudden, I'm already thinking, oh my God, please choose him. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally worked. And John Moxie says, it's going to be me and Will Hobbs. And, and he looks down the camera and he says, I know you're watching from home. I want you here too, Darby Allen. And yeah. all of a sudden, this match that was just a filler as a way to get to the title bout in a month's time is... And I can't wait for it because you've got so much context. You've got Darby's feud with Team Taz. You've got Team Taz kind of got one eye on Lance's title shot in the future. The rise of Will Hobbs. Just fantastic. Yeah. See, the thing is, I think you do you miss Luke that much that you just want to keep referring to uh, different AEW wrestlers by by that name? Just throwing out there, man. I'm, I don't I'm want to backstage psychology here, but I don't miss yeah. him. This segment was awesome. Amazing. I loved every single moment of it. I loved Jake Roberts' rambly promo where he just <laughs> comes down and he's like, hey, man, I'm thinking about tequila. I'm bed with the devil. Couldn't get in the bed. But he had this great line where he's like, if you're going to get in bed with the devil, I'd much rather it be the Tasmanian devil. Out comes mm. Taz looks so cool as a, the manager of Team Taz. Like how he refers to them as Team Taz. And then they make this pact and the, the attack was brilliant. It was uh, John Moxley. That podcast I listened to, by the way, also said that Moxley hasn't cut a good promo since he left WWE and he's just doing Dean Ambrose again. Who can you call them out? Who it, it, it was Kevin Kevin Clifton off a uh, gorilla position. So uh, he's got his strictly come dancing pedigree behind him, but yeah, he, he's claimed that Moxley has never hasn't cut a good promo since he left WWE. I think that's very disingenuous. I, I, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but that smacks of some form of tribalism there. But um, I just thought this segment. I thought Moxley was so so great because he got beaten down. Will Hobbs looked awesome when he made the save will hobbs was fired up and he was banging the chair around and everything and i think that just fired up moxley even more and he screamed down the camera all the while i'm thinking like who's the sixth man who's the sixth man of course of course it's darby allen you big thicko of course it's darby <laughs> allen who is it who's he gonna pick and he looks down the camera and he's like darby allen i know you're watching this from home get your ass to nashville or get your ex to jacksonville next week for this match I loved everything about it. It was so, so good. And again, like you said, with the hangman and the Kaz thing, if it wasn't for the parking lot brawl, this would be my favorite thing on the show. So top to bottom, absolutely fantastic episode. You know, we, we, we had our nitpicks here and there, but good grief, a tiny part in reality of the overall enjoyment. I, you know, I, 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 I debated over giving this a five out of five and mm -hmm. I went by the rule... Well, if I'm debating that, it's a four out of five. So I gave it a very high four out of five in the end. Uh, but this is one of the best episodes that AEW have ever done uh, with one of the best matches. Just terrific. Absolutely <clears throat> loved it. Um, I, I, I was, yeah, all in for it, to, you know, to excuse the pun. Loved it. That was a great show. All right, so let's get in these super chats. Uh, remember, there is a cutoff point. I will do a ding, ding, ding when we enter the last five. No more super chats after that. We'll be read out because we've got to get on with the Luke Detector test. Matt Dennis, I feel like if Raw Underground did a street fight surrounded by cars, I'd roll my eyes and think it's stupid. AEW does it. 
and I love it. Maybe I am a little biased these days, or maybe Raw lost my trust. I think it's because uh, Matt's there. I, I don't think it's biased. I think it's because if the reason why it worked is because it was so brutal. Is because you know they had the the spot with the hurt had you know being thrown into the windshield and stuff. There was there was blood and guts in the match. I think if you just did this for Raw Underground every single week, it would feel very lame and sanitized. If you and but the same point, if you did this every single week on Dynamite, it would lose its muster. I think the trust thing is huge as well. Like the AW WWE have you know lost all faith really credibility mm. uh, with me. It takes a long time for me to accept that this is going to be part of something consistently good. Peter Mullins, Raven, Kane, Big Show, Cactus Jack versus Triple H, Best Friends versus Santana and Ortiz, the new holy trinity of street fights was better than I could have imagined. So, so good. Yeah, great, great comparison there, Peter. Uh, Charlie... I think that, that WrestleMania match is a bit overrated. Charlie Davis, the elite all seem to be dealing with the different stages of grief over the loss of their found family. The Bucks are angry, Kenny is in denial, and Hangman is bargaining. Super smart stuff. Amazing. Quinton Whitfield, I'm curious, who do you guys think is the best tag team, FTR or Young Bucks? (sighs) Depends how I'm feeling. I was on this one. If you asked me that, and I had to give like an impulse answer, I'd say FTR too. Yeah. Mm. If FTR asked me the question, I would 100% FC say FTR. <laughs> if Matt and Nick Jackson asked me, I would definitely say it's it's Jurassic Express. Charlie Davis again. Based on the interaction with FTR last night, I realised that the Bucks are hurt after losing Adam and taking it out on people who don't deserve it. Bat- oh, bang on the banana. Love that. Matty B. Rasling. Didn't Nyla Rose get suspended for best bombing a ref? Beast bombing, I think you mean. Shouldn't the Bucks suffer the same fate? I'd, I'd argue the, you know, losing 10 or 20 grand really is probably worse than being suspended for like the week that she... I mean, women won't be booked on the show anyway. It's not like she really lost hmm. any TV time. It is a bit inconsistent though. I take that point. Mike mm-hmm. D. In the page match, Paige almost gets pinned and Kenny quietly <gasps>, laughs. Excalibur. I missed that. Excalibur then said, you almost seemed happy by that, Kenny. Oh, so good. Oh, I'm going to rewatch that. It. I oh, love Mike it. Mike D, he's the lady's choice. You want to get next to me like Rolls Royce. Oh, <laughs> love that. I'm going to have to rewatch that match now. Uh, I'll take this over. MJF, DJ the second. While I loved the MJF promo, I got a touch of Shane McMahon's best in the world gimmick. Great first podcast for me, Wrestle Talk. Well, thank you. I mean, Shane's not the first person to do that gimmick. Like thousands of heels have done it uh, before Shane did. But it is a very fun gimmick to do. Uh, Bacon Rasher, MJF joins Miro, Kip, and Penelope wins the title. Miro goes face and beats MJF. What are your thoughts on that? So, Mr. Russell Talk, luchas never remove their masks. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Uh, MGF could always join the Ollie-thority. Hashtag Andy's Jam That Jam. I mean, he did save the channel, you know, by coming up with it. Yeah, I'd, I'd accept MJF into the Ollie-thority if he knew where the power structure laid and he didn't <laughs> goddamn sneeze. Uh, I, I was running my head for other factions and I, I did think about Miro, Kip and Penelope, but I, I think... MJF feels so credible coming off of the world title match. You wouldn't want to put him with such a comedy leaning gimmick. Mm-hmm. Steve Anders says MJF to rest talk confirmed. And how are you, Luke? I'm fine. Is a phrase that Luke would say if that he was here. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to say that because I'm not Luke, but if he was here, I'm sure that is what he would say. 
we'll, we'll know coming up because rolling on after these super chats <laughs> is the Luke detector test. Andrew says MJF uh, did an eye rake before the Salt of the Earth to win the match, furthering the hypocrisy of Moxley. Uh, don't know how you guys watch it in the morning. Hashtag jam that jam. Do you know what, Andrew? Bloody love it. I got up at six to watch this this morning and had a whale of a time. Yeah, I always look forward to waking up early on a Thursday because I love mm. AEW. Uh, Rich McCann, I think Jungle Boy is one of the best performers in AEW and Luchasaurus is super over. Why can't they win? Also, I recommend a board game channel uh, to Adam a few weeks ago. And uh, so, yay, cannot wait for this. Oh, good to hear you're into it. Uh, I think they're just playing the long-term game with Jurassic Express. Yeah, I don't really. feel their losses are really damaging them. No, absolutely. Um, oh, the other thing we didn't talk about it as well, only because I've just seen someone in the chat talk about Brody Lee. He's facing uh, uh, Orange Cassidy next week for the TNT title. Yeah, I'm into it, man. I'm, I'm curious to see how that one goes. I just, I, I love AEW, but I think the follow-up to the Dark Order TNT title win has been very lackluster. Uh, Mike D, awesome episode with great in-ring work from start to finish and excellent long-term storytelling. Mr. WrestleTalk, who is not Luke Owen, do you agree? Yes, I do. I absolutely love it. Uh, Colby Dennis, I live 30 minutes from Daly's place and the heat and humidity is real here in Florida. Kudos to the wrestlers putting on great matches throughout. They need the real feel um, yeah. up on the, on the screen. <laughs> Here's what the humidity is, folks. It is five Goldbergs. <laughs> <laughs> says dear aw i love you but on september 30th the one hour south park pandemic special will air at the same time <laughs> as dynamite and i gotta do what i gotta do gotta make those priorities absolutely sean turner nwa versus aew revenge for the nintendo switch make it happen tony mm. dancers with ak-47's hangman page gets a dark order beatdown. who comes to his rescue james storm hangman gets his new <laughs> tag partner would be fitting and very cool the new beer money that would be great but i think you know hangman page has got to learn how to exist as a singles wrestler for his character and be a badass lone wolf uh, Nathan Fultz, incoming from Kane's Knox County, AEW's actions give me real attitude era vibes with much better in-ring action. Is that an accurate comparison? I think sometimes attitude era might be confused with just, you know, logic, consistent entertainment. And over but, characters. Yeah, and characters. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could say you could say that AEW also reminds you of many other good wrestling promotions. <laughs> Uh, we've already got a name for that tag team, by the way, from JBJJ, beer and more beer. <laughs> Steve Anderson. Hey, Ollie, I sent you a tweet about a young wrestling fan who was being bullied. Her favorite wrestler is Sammy Guevara, and he sent her a great video. Hashtag be kind. Oh, that's nice. Uh, and he also out. adds, um, oh, sorry, Nathan Fultz says, been doing a lot of research on uh, Cornette after the Lawler Broken Skull session. I can now see his mindset on current wrestling. However, AEW is bringing back the ability to tell long-term long -term stories. Tell, tell that to Cornette. Mm -hmm. Nate drops surname. Mira can go from serious killer badass to hilarious better than anyone. I'm super excited because I'll be back at Dynamite next week. Yes, please. He's our man on the ground. Uh, tell us how it goes. Uh, Keith Lee, I love Jake the Snake's facial expressions during Lance's promo. He's like, please don't go crazy. <laughs> Wish I could have seen him live in his prime. Yeah, yeah, that, that sort of crowd control that he has, that eerie, silent, 
Yeah. Gaze. I want to play 21. I've got 22. Got that promo. Um, Jared Thomas, I absolutely love the praise Moxley gave Will Hobbs. It's nice to see that AEW recognizes hard work because <laughs> Hobbs definitely deserves this push. And as of yesterday, officially signed. Mm-hmm. OGP, yeah, you know me, says, lol, they definitely mentioned that Ali used to be the bunny and started acting differently. I think it works, Mr. Rust Talk, uh, knows what we want. No, I know what you want, and it's really clunky. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Mullen says, best tag team should have been Pentagon. Yes! Yes, it oh, should okay. be. If you like Mr. Davis saying the words, it should have been Pentagon quite a lot. I highly recommend you tune into our Patreon All In podcast that's going to be released tomorrow because during the Kenny Omega Pentagon match, I just every now and again we'll just go, it should have been Pentagon. It should it, have been Pentagon. It, he's, he should be one of the biggest stars in AEW, singles and tag. He is a Mexican person. But what, like, that's a huge audience you could capture right there. Massive. He's the most underused guy on their entire roster. Outrageous. Dan H just finished watching the show. Solid four out of five for me. So many cool little things happening. We'll catch up with the stream now. So hello from the past future. That all makes sense to me because uh, I went to go see Bill and Ted last night. Hmm. Um, Gabriel D says, Mick Foley called that street fright pretty safe. Not sure if that's a stick to measure by. I like it. <laughs> Very enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, and Charlie Davis says, uh, I might have just talked myself into it, but I absolutely see Kenny turning fully heel on the anniversary episode of Dynamite, putting Mox through a glass table yeah. to mirror what they did on the first episode of Dynamite one year earlier. Absolutely. Uh, do you want to take over, Mr. Davis? I will do Nathan Foltz. After seeing his constant way of staying relevant in the industry, Jericho is a top five of all time wrestler sports entertainer. My top five is Michaels, Austin, Taker, Jericho and Styles. Who's your top five? I suppose it depends on what you're you're looking for mm. in this because i think to to have a uh a mount rushmore of wrestling and not include the likes of hogan on there you know for all of his faults i think is a misstep because he did he was a huge part of like the wrestling boom yeah and i guess rushmore's four isn't it um i kurt angle cm punk uh mm. but we're talking personal ones it's so hard to choose though um gorilla press uh, good day, Oliver. This is B is himself. I expect the electronic carrier pigeon has landed. I await your public address. He is risen. And another one. If you would like to see Oliver finally address Gorilla Press, B is, give me a press that press. Um, so yes, I've, I haven't had a chance to watch your video you sent me yet. Uh, for people who are asking, this isn't part of anything else. This is just someone who's <laughs> sort of super chatting yeah. a lot. We had an email into the podcast that was just like, is this you guys? Is this are you hmm. running like another angle? We, we don't do angles here. Uh, Dart Train 24. Uh, oh, sorry, you, you were reading them out. Sorry, I do apologize. I got so Dar excited. I'm so excited to do the Luke Detector test and clear my name. <laughs> Dart Train 24. Do you guys have any memorable personal life moments that made you pop due to wrestling? I.e. my friend named her baby, Rowan Harper. <laughs> oh, <hello. laughs> just by coincidence, uh, I imagine. Yeah. Personal life moments made you pop due to wrestling i honestly don't think i do i haven't got that many friends that are into wrestling to be honest well, well i think it's stuff that happens in real life that you go ah wrestling thing so i i mean i would say oh someone who was working in a, for a charity i was like oh so what's the gimmick and they took that very offensively because mm. to me that just says oh what's the what's the whole idea the usp when she said well when she 
interpreted it as, oh, you think I'm trying to con people for money? I did that as well on a movie podcast when, uh, <clears throat> do you remember uh, Boyhood? That movie mm-hmm. where they filmed like, you know, every 10 years or every five years or whatever it was, they made that film. And I, just, I was talking about them and it's like, yeah, the gimmick of the movie is that they've done this. And my co-host took a massive knock with it. It's like, it's not gimmick. <laughs> It's not a gimmick that he's done this. It's art. It is a gimmick. Uh, Sean Turner, Mr. Wrestle Talk is the Mr. America of Wrestle Talk. Sounds English to me. We all Mr. Wrestle Talk is heel Fagador in a mask. I wonder what happened to Luke. Must have retired. No, nope, fired him. Uh, Gabriel Caruso, Gabriel Caruso, Mr. Wrestle Talk is not nearly as cool as Luke Owen. Bring back Luke Owen. Hashtag death to scams, whatever. Seth Amphetamines. Hey, Mr. Davis, did you get the chance to check out In Sickness and In Flames by the Front Bottoms? Hashtag lovely time of the boys. Hashtag Andy's JTJ. No, I haven't yet, uh, but I really like their singles that come off the album. Tyler Woodward. Hello, Mr. Wrestle Talk. With Mr. Davis firing Luke without cause. I did. Well, We'll be defending the Quizzlemania tag titles together. Also, Gorilla Press, shut up. Hashtag JTJ. <laughs> Uh, I have not been asked to defend the uh, the tag titles. Uh, we, I mean, I, we don't know what the situation is with the tag titles. I guess that's up to uh, to uh, Quizmaster Blompier. Uh, Zachary, I'm going to just have rain by myself forever. Zachary Jenkins, Mr. Wrestle Talk, can you please tell me what was going through Raven's head when he brought a plant, two signs, and a sink to the hardcore triple threat? I mean, I, I, I can't tell you much about Raven matches, um, to be honest, but I'm sure he had completely logical reasons for them and the little Frankenstein model that he used to use as weapons as well. Sats Vault. Mr. Davis, what have you become now that you've betrayed everyone you've ever loved? You've pushed them all away. I, I think I've got I've got a chopper. I've got Mr. Wrestle Talk. I've got more friends than ever. Nathan Fultz, been here since it was just Ollie, and I'm from Keynes, Knox County. Am I part of the new corporate ministry here? If so, I'm going to need some merch. <laughs> merch is coming. Don't don't get this merch. Not this yeah, merch. Don't, don't buy this Not one. Don't merch. click the link and buy this one. Um, this is the last call for Super Chats, by the way. Any Super Chats that come in after right now will not be read out. Uh, mods, if you could just let people know if anyone joins later. Um, because we are coming to the end. Fran Chili, working at the office at the moment, but just taking a small bathroom break, just to say, jam that jam. Jam that jam. Justice for Luke. Nathan Foltz takes off mask. It was me, Ollie. It was me all along, Ollie. You're Mr. Russell Talk, don't I you? don't know. Uh, Darius Riviera, lukewarm Luke Owen, will return the spray down Mr. Davis. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. Sounds sexy. Sean Turner, I think I saw Luke at Cultaholics offices. So sad. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind that's kind of their level, I think, that level of presenter. Uh, Minky Whispers, ASMR, ASMR, no message, but thank you. And a last minute super chat here from Nate Drop's surname. It's crazy how the matches angles that you don't think will work turn out to be the best. AEW makes sure to deliver low expectations based on years of WWE booking, I think. I think that's very well put. Hey, hey, Chops. Hello. Today's a very good day. Mm. It is a good, very good. I finally prove to you, corporate chopper, that I am 100% not 
Luke Owen, as my Twitter bio says. Well, you know, that's what you think. That's fine. So let's go over some some ground rules first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've yeah. created state-of-the-art technology. Huh? My Luke detector machine. Yep, got I've it got right the, here. I've got the, the, the notes art. that you sent me. Do you want me to put those on now? Yes, please. Yep, if you could put okay, those on. Yeah. I did send them to you in the post, uh, so they should work. And for everyone else here who's you know not as into technology as I am, I understand. Uh, I am a genius. However, what's going to happen is I'm going to ask some questions to Mr. Wrestle Talk here, and this machine will be able to tell me whether it's Luke that's talking or not. So what we're going to do after you've got those attached there, Mr. Wrestle Talk, is we're actually just going to run a a couple of uh, test questions just to make sure that Mm -hmm. this is on and working properly. You guys will be able to hear a noise based on what is said. So is everyone ready? We are doing this over the internet, so it'd be good to to do this. Mm, Yeah. Also, Christopher Jazzcat, we did do your super chat. We did it earlier in the show. Sorry, I was just doing some admin. That's okay. You take your time. You enjoy your spotlight while it lasts. So let's do some test questions just to make sure, you know, it's running properly. Okay. So, Mr. Russell Talk, are you currently sitting down? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. Yep. It's good. Come through correct. That's that's good. Good. Uh, Are you currently live streaming to the Russell Talk YouTube channel? Yes, I am. Okay, that's good to know. Good to know. And finally, are you corporate chopper? Yes. Well, yeah. So there you go. I, 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 so, I just wanted to show that the machine can also detect the 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 light. You know, the Luke's. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we know it's working. It's good. So now what I'm going to do here, just before we get into the actual questions, I just need to go over the terms real quick just to make sure that you agree to everything so you do agree that if this machine comes back as a negative result and it proves that you are luke you will then admit to mr davis that you are in fact luke owen that is absolutely correct i'm going to prove to you that i am hashtag not luke you are luke if that's that's what's going to happen is that you are but, 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 I, but I'm not chops. Like oh, okay. I'm not. This, sure. there's, only the, there's only the second time we've met. Let's set the machine aside, shall we? Yeah. Let's get let's get right into it. So, first question. Well, this is a statement that I just need you to say back to me. Okay. And don't worry, because if you're not Luke, this is so easy for you. Okay. And it will be easy. So be easy. You just need to say back to me. Raven is not the best wrestler of all time. <sighs> oh, Luke loved Raven. Oh, it's like one of his favorite wrestlers. Raven is not the best wrestler of all time. Oh, okay. That's fine. It's just the first one. That's yeah, yeah. sure. Not Luke. Fine. This one, though, need to say back again. Super easy. As long as you're not Luke. Super easy. I just need you to say back to me. The Ghostbusters 2016 remake is better than the original. I mean, objectively, yes, it is. Everyone loves the all-female reboot, but but Luke, Luke really liked the original. The 2016 Ghostbusters reboot is better than the original. 
Okay. See? Weird that came through is correct. Sure. But it's fine because we've got the final question here. And this one, this one's going to get you. The question I need you to answer is who is Mr. Davis's best friend? Mr. WrestleTalk. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> there it is. No, it can, no, Absolutely. that's nailed it. No, that that can't be. It is BFF. Best friends. There must be, you know, new new technology must be coming through. You know, no, 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 no. This this can't be right. I will tell you what, I've got some extra nodes here for myself. I'll take. I'll do the test, okay, and I'll okay. prove that this is. Yeah, it's. I, I'm not gonna not gonna stand for that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have you, these you on here. Just gonna make sure this is okay. So I'll, I'll I'll do some tests just to make sure it is you know still still functioning here. Uh, my name is Pete Quinnell. Okay, good. Still working. Everything looks like it's working. I also go by Corporate Chopper. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. I am Mr. Davis's best friend. Um, oh no, oh no, there's some, oh, there's some connection issues for Pete. Oh, oh, was that, did he get bad lag? There? Yeah, think Chopper had some bad connection stuff. Oh, yeah. god, that was awkward. Yeah. Um, but, but you passed, I knew you weren't Luke, you're Mr. Hey, Russell Talk. Told you, hashtag not Luke. It's in my Twitter bio, you know what? And, and corporate, what the hell was corporate Chopper thinking? How rude. Mr. Chopper, doing that to a new member of the team, someone so smart, someone so respectful, someone who always tells the truth. You're a trustworthy guy. Thanks, man. You're a trustworthy guy. You passed the Luke Detector test. You know what? I'm having a well-earned break next week. I'm going to put you in charge of the (gasps) entire company. That's it. I just, I feel... I feel like that's the right thing to do right now. And you can host all of the WrestleTalk News episodes. And you'll be Chopper's boss for the week. And you can do the SmackDown podcast with him too. And you know what? To that I say, yes, please. I would very much like to do that role. Yes, nice. I think, yes, please. I think Chopper's here. Hey, Chopper. Oh, hey, Ch- give, Chopper. Give Mr. WrestleTalker a yes, please. He's going to be your yeah. boss for a week. That's right. Yes, please, I am your boss. That's all we've got time for, folks. Uh, got this bit of correspondence here from Connor. Is it, uh, is it, is it about is it about singing songs? Well, we'll get to that. <gasps> the people uh, email in. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh. Uh, dear WrestleTalk, I was getting caught on the pod over the past few days and heard you on the Raw Review asking whether pod swappers are aware of the Luke Owen situation. It says bracket storyline. I'm not sure what he means mm. there. Um, I am aware, but somewhat unclear of a few details. Sadly, I'm not up to date with the YouTube videos. I apologize. But I've been following the podcast and Quizzlemania. That means I've missed a few things. As I understand, 
AEW All Out was an isolated one prediction contest shoot between Mr. Davis and Luke Owen. So how does Shopper donating his Wrestle League points have any bearing on the prediction contest? I understand that All Out had bearing on the overall Wrestle League table, but Luke Owen's job on the uh, predictions was a separate contest. What's to stop everyone in Wrestle League just picking a side and donating their points to either side? Perhaps a one-on-one Quizzlemania should be the way to settle the score. A one-on-one Quizzlemania. A battle of the icons. It's not going to happen because he's definitely lost his job, that, that dastardly Luco, and I fired him. Uh, no, you're right. It was a genius ploy. Uh, never unprecedented. Never thought of before by Mr. Davis. You know, primarily for the reasons that you just said, because it would create complete anarchy and chaos in the Wrestle League standings. But for me, for that moment, the short-term thinking prevailed. And isn't that the Mr. Davis way? Short-term thinking. Say, like, for me, it completely made sense because you know, a few people said, "Why didn't uh, Adam? Why doesn't Adam now donate his points?" The key to it was it was on the All Out Prediction Show that Chopper Pete gave Mister Davis the points. So by that point, Luke had already lost his job. So Adam giving him his points wouldn't have mattered a jot because Luke couldn't compete anymore luke had lost his job he was now just a fan it wouldn't have helped him any way so it did make complete sense the way i see it mr wrestle talk is it's a precedent that i've set that won't come back to bite me in the ass C- cannot see any of this backfiring no That's the absolutely plan. i cannot either so thank you connor he does uh, add here please clarify because i don't uh, this doesn't make sense to me and i hate bad logic and bad officiating i'm looking at you and i'm looking at you aew and red shoes yes a bit of a red yeah. shoes those are the people you criticize for bad booking of all of the people well, in wrestling and, and of yeah bad booking and bad officiating he said it was aew and yeah. red shoes i guess i guess you can level that at red shoes because he is hilariously lax whereas the, the you know the one thing you can say about wwe is they do protect the integrity of their referees and what you can also say about a uh, wwe is that they 100 percent have logic storytelling from mm. point a oh, yeah. all the way through to point z um reese also emailed in to say a uh, hello combination of rest talk people i hope this email finds you well as requested by mr davis's best friend chopper pete uh, i'm emailing as a podcaster on what other parts of the rest talk universe i partake if i understand what's going on with mr wrestle talk primarily i listen to the podcast while i work out uh, while i work for, from home for the past six months uh, and it's now more difficult as i'm only up to date on raw aew patreon podcast and the magazine show i also tend to watch the daily news show as it comes just before i finish my lunch break so it tends to be a decent way to finish that off the only part i don't actively follow and get a little confused by is when it comes to quizzle mania since it tends to air when i'm busy and other things uh my assumption is that uh sorry my assumption is from what i've seen is that it's better watched than listened to can't imagine the nipples round translate particularly well to mm-hmm. audio format but i could be wrong there's fun music uh but you do uh, you tend to do a good job recapping the major points so i keep relatively up to date i do have to ask though uh this gorilla press person in the super chats is this you or is it a fan <laughs> not there's anything uh, wrong with it it's just hard to tell currently my assumption is it's a fan that's trying to have some fun curious if i've missed anything 
that's that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Um, it it's you know if if we were doing our own storyline, which we're not, that everything that we do on the channel is a hundred percent legit. It, it 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 would seemingly confuse matters, wouldn't it? And we're aware of that. But this person, you know, yes. very kindly is super chatting, and you know, any anyone who super chats, they that's a donation of their hard-earned money to the Wrestle Talk cause. They're supporting Wrestle Talk. Of course, we're going to read out their stuff. Um, but it is building a storyline uh, that I have no involvement in or real awareness of. I've actually I've got the super chats doc open right now because you know, spoiler, we're recording this before we do the actual live podcast. And okay, yeah. uh, I, there's two in there already from this guy. Yeah, I I, I was going to say to you, there's a, there's an email in the support inbox as well uh, sent across to you, directed to you. So I've, I've just I've filed that away under your uh, your email tag. Shall I have a look at it now? Yeah, have a look at it now. Let's go to support at wrestletalk.com. Get all your correspondence and, of course, the loads of funny, hilarious uh misheard song lyrics misheard and, like, song, lyrics. song that you've then made up i mean there is an email about that davis oh yeah have oh, i done yeah. it before no as in no as in like someone replied to the email you were you put a request out for yeah. people to, to email in and they have responded in kind not as much as chopper's request mm. um what is it with that talk- guy why do people respond to him so much because there's Snacklash, there's Dats and World Problems. Like, they, they get loads of them on the SmackDown podcast. Okay, so he's super chatted in that he is sent me an email. $10. You know, he's, he's sent $10 just to, for me to see that. And then uh, I've, I've, got, I've got permission to publish a video that they've sent me, and it's entitled... Wrestle Talk's formal introduction. It is a three-minute-long video. <clears throat> I won't watch it now. And they, they they seem to. I'm skipping through. They seem to have put a montage of all the times that they've super chatted in, and then at the end there is a kind of retribution-style distorted voice person wearing a leather jacket and a big mask. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Is it AEW? <laughs> I don't know. I'll yeah. Well, you know. Well, hey, we'll see you know what, what happens. Do you know who has message in? Nick K. Wazak from uh Bromal or Brumal, maybe, Pennsylvania. Hello, Mr. Davis and his stooges. I hope you're doing well in this darkest of timelines. Wrestle helped me get back into wrestling after nearly 20 years away. Now I'm, a, now I'm a pledge hammer, regular AEW and NXT viewer, and I've even been to a few indie shows here in Philly. My wrong lyrics that sound better is from my wife. Um, this, now, I might struggle with this one. I don't know about you. It says, we're on a drive one day when Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean came on the radio. My wife sang the song, but instead um, the title belted out Caribou Queen, like the deer. This happened at least 10 years ago, and ever since, I can't stop ribbing her and every time <laughs> I'm singing the following lyrics. Now, unfortunately, this is not a song that I'm, I'm particularly au fait with, are you? What's the, na- what's the name of the song again? Caribbean Queen by Billy Ocean. 
Why, no Billy Ocean, of course. Of course. Caribbean Queen. I'm going to sing it. I'm going to sing it for you. I'm sure I'll recognise it when it starts to play. After this Mainyards Bassett's Set the Juice Loose advert. <laughs> Here we go. Ah, oh, and freaking Alec Baldwin folding laundry. Do you get this all the time? Yes, I do. Yeah. Go on, advert. sure. Please, skip this advert. Just like you skip putting Bitcoin in Google or whatever it is, he says. So a lot of this podcast outro is just me watching videos. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it, it, I wonder why we don't get as much correspondence anymore. No, I don't recognise it. I can't sing that, I'm afraid. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. The first shame. email we got in. Can you say well, the that only person, email? It's the only email. That person follow up with a recording of them singing it for us. That's the way we can do it. Mm. We'll do that on uh well not the because you're not gonna be here for the uh the Raw or AW review next week. But when you're back, that actually gives people this gives you a week to email in your wrong song lyrics that you think are better that was brilliantly set up by Mr. Davis on the Raw <laughs> podcast. Wrong lyrics. Doesn't really work because song and wrong sound like they could yeah. be a good switch out, but it just it just works by itself as well, doesn't there, it? And there was a look on your face then when you were like, I've got it. I've got the name <laughs> of the segment. That's what this that's why it isn't catching fire with the audience. Because it doesn't have a catchy name. Wrong lyrics. And then you said it out loud and we're like, oh no. Actually, no, that doesn't work at all, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, uh, that is all we've got time for. You've got a screen you need to set up behind you, so I'm going to let you do that uh, while, before we go and do the show live. Thank you all so much for listening. It'll be me and Corporate Chopper doing the podcast as of next week for the Raw and AEW review. But I'll be back tomorrow with Denise Salcedo, uh, which I'm looking forward to being back with Denise. and doing. I mean, I've not done it with her before, of course, um, doing <laughs> that show on a Friday for the magazine show. And it'll be Corporate Chopper and Randy Andy Datsun, Wrestle League loser, and calling spots, watcher maybe, uh, Randy Datsun doing the Smackdown Review podcast, which I'm sure will be a lot of fun. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.